0: seek after. Father does not think her too fragile, sacred, or insignificant. The Father thinks her virtuous, lovely, praiseworthy, and of good report.
1: Ashley, thank you so much for joining me and for your willingness and excitement to talk on this podcast and share your poetry and your experiences. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm so excited about this. We are really thrilled. Ashley and I were having a conversation before we started recording about just we feel this need and this energy to have more channels, more spaces to talk about our mother in heaven and we are so glad to be doing that together today. Um the poem that you heard at the start of this episode is an Ashley Workman original. And so we're going to be talking with her today. I'm going to be talking with her today about her work writing as a, just as a hobby, primarily, right, Ashley? Yeah,
0: it's um when I started writing, it wasn't really to share. It was mostly just as an expression of these spiritual promptings that I was feeling and these thoughts and these testimonies that were growing within me.
1: I feel the same way. I've got a bank of those that may or may not ever actually make it to this podcast to be sure. Please
0: share, please. That would be so great. I had no idea that you, you, that
1: you did that as well. Yeah. Well, like you said, it can be a great outlet to just kind of record some of the feelings and the yearnings and keep track of the journey. Um, yeah, um, for sure. And s- sometimes let out frustration and sometimes express feelings of love and all of those things.
0: I find myself um, often pondering on a lot of different subjects in regards to the gospel and Heavenly Mother. And <clears throat> I feel like like poetry and art is just such an extremely powerful language of the spirit. And there's such a rich history of poetry in regards to Heavenly Mother and the Church, uh, like we see compiled in Dove Song, and yes. I just, you know, I I know it's not um, my only my experience <laughs> that it's such a a good tool to yeah. utilize for that, but yeah, I I really enjoy I really enjoy um, using poetry to just express how I'm feeling.
1: So when did you first start writing poetry about mother in heaven? What was the story about that? Why did you do it? Well,
0: uh, I think the first time I started writing poetry about heavenly mother was in February of 2020. And obviously 2020 was pretty crazy, but my husband was deployed. Um, for about eight months of that year. And so, you know, while, while he was gone, um, I expressed a lot of my feelings. I tried to express as much of my feelings to him as I could, but, you know, communication isn't as expansive as when you're living with your spouse, you know, you, you can't talk to them as much when they're deployed. And so, one way that I kind of navigated all of that was by opening the notes on my phone and just writing. And that's when I started going more into poetry because I've always liked writing. Um, but the first poem that I wrote was, uh, my mother's eyes. And I shared that on Instagram and there was so much love that I received from sharing that poem and, um, you know, I think it was just a really good experience and, but I didn't really get into writing a whole lot about heavenly mother until about September of 2020, we were doing a cross country road trip and I was kind of diving back into all of the study Uh, while we were doing this big move, my husband was home and I was like, here's all the things that I learned about heavenly mother while you were gone. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I am just in such awe constantly of the earth and how beautiful the landscape is. And to me, it's such a great way to connect to heavenly mother. And Mm -hmm. so I just couldn't help, but look out the window and be absolutely moved And feel completely prompted to write everything down. So most of my poetry is from that time period and just kind of flew out of me.
1: That's beautiful. I love it. And I definitely agree for me that being out in the beauty of natural creation is such a powerful and personal way to connect with Mother in Heaven. Um. I forgot to mention I was going to connect listeners with you on Instagram. You mentioned that you shared your poem, Mother's Eyes, on your account, and you've shared more since then. If they want to check them out, what is your handle that they can follow you on? Yeah, um, I do share some poetry and
0: thoughts. Um, I try to share pretty regularly, but I'm not perfect at that. But um, on Instagram, <laughs> my handle is just my name, Ashley L. Workman it's nothing too fancy or creative maybe one day
1: <laughs> no that is great and ashley and i connected on instagram she's in on the east coast in what state connecticut we're in new jersey right now but we're from arizona <laughs> it's not too far <laughs> and i'm in utah and i started an account on instagram that i am very not regular about posting on but connected with Ashley there through we were both really focusing on speaking of and loving and sharing about Heavenly Mother on these Instagram accounts and we connected that way and it's been so fun to get to hear your perspectives and your poetry and get to know you a bit and now this conversation we get to know each other even more it's been really a privilege.
0: I always enjoy your videos
1: and I love your
0: account so much.
1: Thank you. It honestly was um, like I felt a pull that I needed to be talking more about Heavenly Mother, but I have a lot of other goals I'm working on and I fill my time up really full. And I was like, okay, I have to do more, but I don't have any time to fit it in. But I was like, you know what? I go on walks and I can stop and make a video for one minute and post it. And like while I'm walking, post it and it literally takes – one extra minute and um, it's been really meaningful and a really great way to connect with awesome people like you and many, there's really a great community on Instagram sharing each other's work. Yeah. And I think um,
0: walks are a perfect time to feel that kind of inspiration too. Like you said, you're out in nature and yeah, I, I always love your thoughts and I love that we were able to connect that way.
1: So, I want to hear if it's okay. Will you read My Mother's Eyes, the poem that you referred to? Yeah. um,
0: So, yeah, this is the first one that I shared. Um, All right. This one's called My Mother's Eyes. If one day I stare into her eyes, will I be surprised to find the similarities between her eyes and mine? In the mirror I see, eyes in search of her. Will one day I see her eyes in search of me. that's
1: beautiful I love it's just like fairly short but so powerful um and we're I love to think of Heavenly Mother searching for us and watching us and looking down on us and and us finding her in our countenances, right like we talk in the scriptures about finding Jesus's image in our countenances um so much more can we, as her daughters, find her image in our countenance. I mean, and yes, of course, we want to find the image of the Savior in our countenance, um, but maybe he's also really a reflection of her to begin with. So, for
0: sure, I I totally yeah. believe that. And you know what? Um, you saying that makes me think of when I joined Relief Society. I I turned eighteen in December of my senior year of high school. <clears throat> and I switched to Relief Society in the middle of my senior year of high school. And I just remember going into this room full of women. And I've always felt this ever since then. Every Relief Society I go, I mean, we move a lot. But every time I enter that room and and see all of these women and their smiling faces, even though I don't even know them, I always just feel like, I just remember being so overcome by like how much love that I was able to have and feel in that room. It's just being such an honor just to be around these amazing women. And I, I like to think that that's Heavenly Mother. You know, it's such yeah. an honor that we get to meet so many amazing women and how, you know, these women are made in her image.
1: That's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I also want to hear the poem that you read at the beginning. um, And if you wouldn't mind reading it one more time, it was the anchor right at the beginning of the episode. Everybody who's listening heard it right at the beginning, but now Ashley's going to go ahead and read it again. And then we'll talk a little bit more about that poem.
0: Yeah, sure. Let me
1: turn to it. Okay.
0: Seek after. Father does not think her too fragile, sacred, or insignificant. The father thinks her virtuous, lovely, praiseworthy, and of good report.
1: Thanks. I love just like the short, sweet, powerful. You've got some beautiful longer ones as well. But the, everything that you were able to capture with those few words I think is so powerful. So tell me about what inspired you to write that poem. This one in particular, um, well, of
0: course it, it comes from the 13th article of faith and the 13th articles of faith, 13th article of faith. I mean, I couldn't recite the whole thing to you, (laughs) but, but these are things that we learn in primary, you know, they're the articles of faith are core gospel principles, and I think if anything qualifies as being a core gospel principle, it's Heavenly Mother. And, you know, I, I think about the things that we hear. I like to call them folklore of why we don't speak about Heavenly Mother. You know, she's maybe not important to us. You know, some people may believe that she is maybe too sacred. Or maybe fragile, maybe Heavenly Father is protecting her from the evil in the world and the people that would slander and defile her name. But, you know, I also think that Heavenly Father thinks that she's all of these amazing things, that in the core of our gospel principles, we're taught that we should seek after these amazing things that I can only believe Heavenly Mother embodies, really. So that's kind of where that comes from. I just feel like if there's anything that we should be seeking after, it's, it's her.
1: I love that. Um, when you were talking, and I've been glancing down to look up a quote to make sure I was attributing it to the right person, you talked about how the knowledge of our heavenly mother is one of those core basic gospel principles, like these articles of faith that we learn early on. Um, and it reminded me of the quote from, it's from Elder Oaks, actually, Dallin H. Oaks. That was not who I was thinking it was in my mind, but he says, our tho- theology begins with heavenly parents. Our highest aspiration is to be like them. Like this is the very beginning of our theology, the very beginning We are children of our heavenly parents, which, like the young woman's theme now blessedly (laughs) reflects, right, Um, that we are beloved children of our heavenly parents. Um, And yeah, I just love this poem because, again, you're addressing this folklore that she's too fragile, too sacred or insignificant to speak about. And saying, no, she is virtuous, lovely, praiseworthy, good report. And yes, let's seek after. And I love the title of the poem. Let's seek after these things. Let's seek after this person, this goddess, right? And what do you think it means to seek after Heavenly Mother? Well,
0: you know, I could tell you what I hope that would mean for everyone. But of course, not everyone's at that same at the same place as I am or you are. And right now, I just hope that seek after means even the smallest thing to each member of the church. And I think not everyone is at that point, but I certainly hope that at some point we all will be at the point where we see the importance to seek after her in study, in building a testimony and relationship with her just as we teach we should with Heavenly Father and with Christ and the Holy Ghost, with the whole Heavenly Family. She is a very significant part of our doctrine, as, as you said, and as that quote said. And so I think that's really what seek after means to me.
1: I have found that among all of the challenges of this pandemic the last year, one of the blessings has been the opportunity to have space and focus to seek after Heavenly Mother in a much more focused way than before. Um, I feel like before the pandemic, I would go to church, come home, and just like, feel like fume, right? That's a little bit strong of a word, but just kind of fume a little bit about... Do you know that we never even mentioned her for half of a second? And we talked about Heavenly Father and Jesus like 800 times and just feel so frustrated. And that frustration wasn't very productive, right? Like, mostly it just was breeding some contempt and a little bitterness. um. But the opportunity to have church at home has given me an opportunity to figure out like, okay, what does our theology begin with? What is most critical? That now I'm my kid's primary teacher, right? And I'm like, this is where they're getting their basics in gospel principles from. What are we going to focus on? And that has been the message of like, we are children of our heavenly parents, and we read that beautiful book. So Our Heavenly Family, Our Earthly Families by Bethany Brady Spaulding and MacArthur Krishna with beautiful, amazing artwork by Caitlin Connelly. Um yes. And now we recently, my Christmas present was that beautiful print that's almost exactly the same as the one on the cover of that book to hang in our yes. family room or
0: sitting right above yeah. me on the wall. I'm Is looking, yes. I'm looking, I have a lot of, yes. uh, artwork of Heavenly Mother and our Heavenly Parents right in front of me.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. So just like this is the core theology that I want to teach my children, that we are a heavenly family and we have an earthly family where we are trying our best to live the principles that our Heavenly Parents teach us. And it makes a huge difference. Now, there, there are times when we are in church and we're talking about Heavenly Father and Jesus. Now that we go back every other week, we're going every other week right now. And my daughter, a couple weeks ago, was like, they forgot Heavenly Mother. And I'm like, yeah, they did. <laughs> right?
0: I actually have a poem, um, kind of about that oh, experience. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because when you teach children the core gospel principles and you use inclusive language to include the complete truth of our doctrine, which includes Heavenly Mother in the Godhead and as an equal partner that is actively engaged in our lives. When you teach these things that are backed up by church doctrine and by quotes from our from our prophets and leaders – children pick up on the absence because there is a very real absence in, in that culture.
1: Yeah. I'm just thinking of something that's happened in our family a decent bit recently is I've, I'm, I work as a birth doula and I've been a bit busier with it recently in the last month or so, as people are like, Oh, the pandemic's ending. I can have another person in my birth space and not be terrified about it. Um, and one of my daughters has commented more on the times that I leave to go be with clients, whether it's for a birth or just visits beforehand to get to know each other and practice some skills for their birth um, and check in on how everything's going for them. And every time she's like, Mom, you're leaving again. You just left, right? Like, the presence of me as her mother is a huge thing in her life. And she's the same one who leaned over to me during church and said, they forgot Heavenly Mother, right? Because that's, we look for her. And we have another episode. Um, we haven't decided what order we're going to release these in. So I don't know if it's been released or will later later be released, where we read a little bit from P.D. Eastman's um, children's book, Are You My Mother? And just this, like, instinctual urge yes. to look for our mothers. Um yeah so you mentioned that you have a poem about that do you have it there with you sure i would love to share
0: this one is titled a plea for comfort i say a prayer for comfort while my daughter trembles in the dark monsters she tells me i pray to father in christ's name and she replies where's heavenly mother i pray again heavenly father please help her feel the mother's love her protection her watchful care. Help her feel her. In the name of Christ, amen. That's beautiful.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So we've read a few of your poems so far and talked about them a bit. What themes do you feel like come up over and over again in your poems? What are your anchoring themes?
0: That's a pretty... um, Easy one to answer. I didn't I didn't try to write in any particular theme. Uh, but most of my poems were written in the span of a week on the road. Mm-hmm. And nearly every poem was written within a minute. And, you know, they were just kind of like it was a it was a prompting, it was a feeling, and then it was out. Mm-hmm. And so well, when I was have been through your pen <laughs> no, on the paper, right? <laughs> exactly. At least I like to think. And when I look back through my, my poems, I have a very clear theme um, of depicting and, and kind of um, honoring and thinking about this relationship between our heavenly parents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The love that Heavenly Father must feel for his wife and the other way around, and how that must affect me and every every one of us i also tend to write about what she must be like mm-hmm. you know we were talking earlier about the women that we know in our lives and how they must have her countenance and i like to to write about what she must be like because i fully believe that we're all made to be very different, that our diversity is very needed. It's very important to the plan of salvation and and to our mortal journey and, and eternal journeys. And when I was a kid, I kind of always, I don't know if you felt this way too, but I always kind of looked at everyone and I thought like, oh, well, when I grew up and I'm I'm like perfect. You know, I'm like super holy. I'll be like the bishop's wife. Like I'll have her personality. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of felt like, you know, if everyone is perfected, we'll all have the same personality. And of course I don't, I don't think that anymore. Maybe some people do. I, I, I don't know if that's a common belief though, but I can't imagine that heavenly mother is like, All of these different personalities, you know, maybe, maybe in some way she is, and I'm sure she loves and relates to every single one of us in so many ways, but I like to think about not just like personality wise, but like her little quirks and mannerisms and the things that make her personable, you know, what are those things? And I really like to imagine those things. I have a poem If you'd like me to read it. Um, Yes, please. I haven't shared this one before. It's called Questions for My Mother. Mother, do you furrow your brow when you are curious? Do you get curious? Or are you all-knowing? Mother, do you stick your tongue out while you concentrate? Are you personable? Funny? Human? You're a god, but yet or your children and the earth? Do you smile like her? Do you belly laugh like me? Are you like me? Who takes after you most? The mountains or the rivers, perhaps? A wisdomous woman or a blossoming child? That's
1: that. (laughs) I love it. I love... Hearing the echoes of the things, the comments that you've made throughout this conversation coming up in there about seeing her in the women in your relief society and the women in your life and the men too, right? Like we talk about seeing attributes of Jesus Christ or our heavenly father in women. And likewise, we can see attributes of our heavenly mother in men. And I think that's a very important
0: point to make. That Heavenly Mother is essential for us to understand and gain a relationship with, in my opinion. Um, Not just for women, but for men. Because, I mean, men need their mothers just as much as daughters need their mothers.
1: Yeah. After all, in Are You My Mother, it is a baby boy bird that's searching for his mother. Exactly. I always (laughs) like to use the analogy,
0: and I... I get this from my husband. I don't know where, where he got this, uh, but I always like to think of it when I'm d- explaining these things because I know that our theology is, is quite a bit different than most Christianity as far as believing that we can become like our heavenly parents and and all of that tends to be pretty different. Um, but I like to use that analogy of, of the Baby bird looking for, (laughs) looking for the mother bird. And, and of course, the cat and the hen and the cow are not the mother and how a lion cannot birth a lamb and expect the lamb to become like the lion. And, you know, a snake cannot birth a flamingo. And, you know, (laughs) the list goes on and our heavenly parents don't, don't make us in their image without fully expecting us to become like them
1: that's really beautiful and i feel like a great point for us to just wrap up this conversation on because i feel like i don't know where we're gonna go from there because that was just a beautiful summary of the core aspects of our theology that invite us to seek after our heavenly mother and our heavenly father and look for their attributes in people around us and develop them within ourselves and follow the example of their perfect son, Jesus Christ, and how he exemplified all those attributes. It has been just a joy and a privilege to talk with you and to hear your poetry.
0: Thank you so much. It was so fun. I don't get to talk to people about Heavenly Mother enough, (laughs) Which is why
1: I go on my Instagram, because I really just want to just just talk about it all day long. Right. So I am so glad to keep following your journey there, connecting there. I am so grateful for the community of believers that I've begun to be connected with, and I hope that we can continue to connect and find each other and build each other up and be fellow travelers as we seek after our Heavenly Mother and our Heavenly Father and really grow to try to be like them. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you.